Anthony Clark at Awakened Souls on Spotify. Hello listeners, we're back again with the second season and another podcast on Awakened Souls. Today I bring you the author Nick Bees. Nick was born in Windsor, England and was able to hear and later see spirit beings as a child. Nick went on to earn a degree in philosophy and also joined the circle as a medium at the Spiritualist Association of Great Britain, SAGB, in London. He maintained an active interest in the conflicting paradigm of religion and scientific knowledge. Nick brings all this experience and knowledge to bear in Revelation, a thrilling novel about life after death. Although Nick has pursued a busy career as an advertising copywriter and is used to seeing his words on print, Revelation is his first novel. Welcome on the show, Nick. Wonderful to have you here. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Jedi, it's a delight, a real pleasure to be with you and, and to speak to your listeners and uh, welcome to all of them. Um, it's midnight at the moment in the United Kingdom, where I'm speaking from, um, and it's it's really nice to be with you. Um, I've written a book called Revelation. Uh, that's why I'm on the show today. Uh, it's a thriller about life after death. Um, as uh, my, my work, I'm actually an advertising copywriter by trade, and that's what I do here in, in the UK. The first novel I've actually written, so I'm very excited about it. It's only been out a few weeks now, but I gather it's doing quite well, and and it's it's a very different kind of novel because not many people write about this kind of subject about life after death within a thriller format. So uh, I'm quite excited about breaking new ground in a way. Wonderful. <laughs> Um, a, a question for you, silly question. If you could spend a day with another popular author, whom would you choose? That is a difficult one. Um, uh, sadly, probably my favorite author has passed away uh, in the last few years, and that would be um, John le Carre, who wrote some wonderful spy novels, uh, who I think is... is is absolutely a master. One of my favorite books of all time is Tink. Yeah. Um, but also uh, another another author, uh, Susan Jeffers. She wrote the wonderful book, uh, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And I think that is such an inspiring book. Uh, sadly, she's passed away. Uh, I shouldn't say sadly, because with, with, with my uh, attitude towards life, I think life after death, the afterlife is a wonderful place to be. But but sadly, in our in our sense of, of seeing them go. But uh, I think that book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, is fab absolutely fabulous. Awesome. <laughs> Have you ever traveled as research for your book at any time? Yeah, I, I, I have, and um, I've also, uh, nowadays it's so easy and, and convenient to do so much research on the internet. So, for example, um, I've not myself been to Iraq. My novel Revelation is set uh, in both Iraq and Washington, D.C., so I've not been to Iraq myself, but 
I didn't have to because obviously so much of that information is available, uh, as much information as I needed anyway to write the book. I was able to get all that off the internet and from films and things I've seen. So uh, everything in the book is very authentic. And uh, it was a pleasure to write. Actually, that's the thing about being a writer. I think it's wonderful that we can travel with our imagination. And there's so much um, at our fingertips now that we can write just about anything. We have so much information available. <laughs> I think that's absolutely right, Jenny. And so, so what you say there is, is very true. We, we travel in our imagination. Yes, and absolutely. As a, as a novelist. And That's not just on Earth, we travel everywhere in different dimensions. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I yeah. know you do too. And, uh, yeah, and you know, <laughs> absolutely. Very successful at it. Yes, yeah. and 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 the, yeah. the wonderful thing is, you when you're literally sitting and you have a blank sheet of paper, and you could take the reader wherever. Um, and uh, I just hope they enjoy it. <laughs> um, what's your favorite writing snack or drink? All writers have. They are, um... <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, this, this, is yeah this is going to sound terribly British, isn't it? But I do like a nice cup of tea. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> In India, it would be cutting chai, or uh, yes. for me, it's, it's black coffee. <laughs> Oh, right, yes, yes. Well, yeah. And the funny thing is I do my best uh, work uh, first thing in the morning. I'm very much a morning person. So um, I, will, I will often be working at half past six in the morning and that's when I have a nice cup of tea and uh, I, I feel inspired. It's quiet. It's your brain is fresh and it's a really good time to get good ideas down. Exactly. That's amazing. <laughs> What is your kryptonite as a writer? What do you have? Do you have a kryptonite? <laughs> a kryptonite uh, as a writer? Uh, I, I, not, not really, but uh, um, it would be useful, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Yeah. Um, could you tell us a little bit? Could you tell my listeners a little bit about your? Uh, spirit being encounters as a child yes absolutely um because obviously this is what set me on my path to the revelation which is all about life after death but when i was a very young child when i was no more than about five or six years old that's when i had my first major encounter with spirit and it was um the spirit of a young girl she was probably in her teens who had passed away in the house in which i lived with my parents and i could hear her the footsteps used to come down the stairs from the floor above right um, uh, and frightened the life out of me because it was so out of ordinary experience it i'm was sure it did unmistakably wow. human um and uh it, that it was it was quite some first encounter but uh i i could hear spirits from a very young age and then i started to see teens and of course that set me on my own road of inquiring which made me realize there's more to the everyday life than just 
what orthodox teachings were perhaps trying to tell me. And I, I, I realized there were greater dimensions to life. And so I wanted to explore that more. And that took me on a journey which I went to university and studied philosophy because I wanted to put everything under a microscope, exacting forensic analysis of what existence is all about and I wanted to do that Indeed. to really understand things and then of course I mm. went to Great Britain in London uh, in my 20s and started to develop in circle as a spiritual medium so it's been a whole lifetime of, of journeying and adding to my spiritual knowledge which led me to then uh, want to write a novel which was based around life after death which is what I've done with Revelation and within the book there's a lot of spiritual philosophy although it's framed within a very exciting story uh, a roller coaster ride of, of events uh, people can read it as just a gripping novel but it, it does deal with the subject of life after death and leads you ultimately to a beautifully life-affirming conclusion so I think it's a very uplifting book overall, um, but there is a lot of very, uh, how to put it, sort of, there's a lot of, lot of spiritual philosophy in there, a lot, of, a lot of things in there that I hope people will relate to. You are listening to Jenny Clark at Awakened Souls on Spotify, or wherever you're listening to our podcast. Every week we will bring you stories, conspiracy theories, and pearls of spiritual wisdom. We will talk about everything from ghosts and hauntings, shamanic teachings and crystal healings, angels and demons to tarot in the old cult. If there is anything you want to share or want us to cover, DM us on Awakened Souls at Anchor FM or email us at TeamAwakenedSouls at gmail.com. Namaste. Um, do you have a theory on life after death? And uh, do you believe in a reincarnation? Yeah, I do. Um, and I've... I thought so. <laughs> yeah, well, it, the, the, once you get into these things and having studied them uh, over the years... The whole subject matter of life after death is so vast, as you know yourself, Jenny, that it's not just one thing. It's not just us here and them over there, as it were. And and it, and I, I say over there because as many people who've had near-death experiences will tell you, passing over is like, like just walking into another room. They're round and about us right now. But there are many, many realms in the spirit world. It's not just the one realm and you life is a continuous development um and uh, reincarnation is very much a part of that as well but it's not for everybody some people do some people don't some people reincarnate many many times but these are vast subjects uh, each in their own right the whole aspect of 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 reincarnation and and the whole uh, concept of what is in the spiritual realms as well and it's very hard to sometimes put it across very quickly to people. And I wouldn't expect, uh, uh, I never 
preach it to anybody. I wouldn't wouldn't want to. Um, it's up to individuals to find their own truth. I, I never say, look, you have to believe me because this is my experience. That is my experience, but that's for me. Um, unless you've experienced, it's good to be skeptical. I mean, that's why I studied philosophy, which is one of the most skeptical trains of thought, because I wanted to put everything uh, you know, to the test. And I think one of the things that attracted me to spirituality so instead of saying believe this or believe that they actually say to us look if anything offends your reason reject it and i thought how refreshing how fantastic that instead of saying you will believe this because this is our creed this is our dogma they're saying no be a free thinker find your own truth we're going to tell you how we know it to be but you you investigate it for yourself and that's exactly what i say to people as well i'll say look i'm very happy to share my experiences with you i'll tell you what happened to me as a child i'll tell you why i wrote revelation i'll tell you why i felt i was being channeled when i wrote it i'll tell you examples of reincarnation i've i've come across and i'll give you all kinds of things but I'm not going to ask you to believe them just because I'm telling you that. I'll say, no, don't believe a single word I say. You find your <laughs> own truth. Uh, and I often <laughs> say that to people. I say, I'm not here to preach to you. I'll very happily share what I've learned in my lifetime of, of study and, and, and uh, sort of spiritual uh, uh, furtherance. But um, I think it's for everybody to find their own path. And I think that's what's so for me very enlightening about the spiritual path. it doesn't try to lecture to people it just says you find your own way you're a wonderful beautiful spiritual individual in right there's no right or wrong to your life what you decide to do is up to you spirit won't come and judge you that's the other thing that i always thought was so wonderful about the spiritual they don't judge they don't they don't come and wag their finger at you or anything yeah um, so beautiful way of, of living um but exactly. you touched on reincarnation there jenny that as you know yourself that is vast that's such a vast subject but if people are interested there are fascinating books about it where you can read about uh, various uh, true life examples of of reincarnation which will make your hair stand on end they are extraordinary um, and cannot be explained by science or any anything else um, uh, and i find that fascinating yeah <laughs> could you share with my listeners uh, something about your book and uh, what the plot is like yes certainly um <laughs> the the uh, uh it, it's a thriller and um it's basically a about life after death and it's something that always has interested me is what if somebody could develop a device or a machine that could actually prove 100% that life after death is a scientific fact because if you think about it at the moment all we've got is we can go and see a medium those who don't necessarily have their psychic gifts uh, developed to the extent that they can have that experience for themselves. If you do have those experiences for yourself, then then great. But if you don't, then you have to go and see a medium. And that's about all you've got. So I came up with this idea that, look, what if 
what if somebody could 100% prove life after death to be a scientific fact? So the book Revelation is essentially set in Washington, D.C., but we start our two main characters, Jack and Marty. They're two brilliant scientist friends who are working on a top secret device for the CIA, which is codenamed Revelation. But the device has a different uh, uh, objective. It's actually to try and break down energetically the structure of everything so that you could identify uh, improvised explosive devices and landmines and things like that. So it has a very good, very good uh, 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 objective. But the, but the program fails. But later, working alone, Jack and Marty accidentally make the device work in a completely unexpected way, proving that life after death is an absolute fact. Now, wow. what happens thereafter is where the real thriller side of the book kicks in, because uh, Jack takes the, uh, uh, I don't want to give too many secrets away because uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll ruin it for people. But, Spoiler, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, when Jack, Jack and Marty were working for uh, yeah. the CIA in Iraq, the head of the yeah. station there was a chap called Frank Kaspari, who has since risen to become White House Chief of Staff. So, of course, Jack uh, thinks, well, I'm not going to go to the media with this because it might just become a circus. So I'll go, go and see Frank <laughs> and tell him what we've done. And so he goes and sees Jack, uh, Frank Kaspari and tells him about uh, a revelation and, and the fact that they've made it work to... Uh, prove scientifically that life after death is is a hundred percent fact, but what happens then is that those in uh, uh, revelation is a direct threat to their political and religious agendas, and they set out to destroy it and its inventors. So uh, we then enter incredible political, religious, scientific intrigue, where what then follows is a fast-paced roller coaster of events as Jack and his um, a girlfriend uh, Linda try to outpace the people who are after them who want to uh, shut down Revelation and them uh, before it becomes public knowledge and that's what the story then really picks up pace and takes you on this incredible ride of events there's action, there's, there's uh, the, you know, all kinds of things happen. And then it unfolds towards its exciting and beautifully life-affirming conclusion, because what Jack has to do is to get revelation into the public domain. So the story is about how, how can he do that while staying alive, whilst he's got these people on his tail. So there's all kinds of subplots, subterfuge, you name it. I think it's very exciting. There's a lot of humour in there. There's obviously the uh, love story between Jack and Linda. Uh, throughout it, it, the whole book poses a lot of questions, spiritual, philo philosophical questions about what would happen if life after death could be proved as a scientific fact. You know, would it actually be accepted by everybody as a wonderful thing? Maybe not. Maybe there are those who would see it as a threat, who would see it as as something that would get in the way of their own agendas. And that's very deep, interesting questions, I think, whilst also dealing with it in a in a thriller 
uh, 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 you know, format. So um, hopefully people will find a lot in it that, that they will enjoy, and I really hope they do. I'm sure they will. It sounds very exciting. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what comes first for you, the plot or the characters um, when you write? Uh, essentially, I think when you're writing, you have to have the central idea. So in other mm. words, the main plot. The storyline. Story yeah, the story. What is what is the, the absolute kernel of your story? What What is going to happen? What's mm. it about? Um, and can you condense that into, you know, as I've just tried to do, into a very short uh, summary of, of what it's about? Then you add the characters and... In Revelation, we've got Jack and Marty, the two scientists, but you've got Linda, who is Jack's um, girlfriend. You've got Frank Caspari, the White House chief of staff. You've got his uh, little cabal of all in positions of great power, uh, whether it's in the military or wherever it might be. You've then got some funny characters as well along the way who we meet and uh, fulfill their roles. So that's mm. the sort of clothing that you put on your story so you have the main plot which is about two scientists make this breakthrough a machine that can actually prove scientifically 100 percent that life after that's your central plot but then you add to it all the subplots of what else is going to going to go on that is going to intrigue people what are the characters how can they contribute to that uh, you've obviously got the main protagonist in Jack but you've also got people you've got the baddies so to speak who are trying to stop him you've got other characters coming in who can help him uh, bring revelation to the public domain so all those things come later so yes. it, 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 the simple answer to to your question is the Central plot. <laughs> then all the other subplots and characters uh, you flesh it all in yeah yes yes um if your book were made into a movie yeah. which actors would play your character the jack and and linda's role and <laughs> Marty. Very, very, i'm curious <laughs> i thought about it a lot I, I i i don't have set ideas on on who would um, you have who about would play it. the characters? <laughs> well, I, I have, but I think it would be sort of um, unfair because I have had a, a, a little bit of interest on that front. So uh, I'm, I'm keeping my powder dry there. But uh, it was what interests me about a character like the main protagonist, Jack, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think in anything where you're creating something. I'm a great believer that ambiguity is is a wonderful uh, aspect to imbue in your character. So where he is a, a kind of contradiction of he, he's a brilliant scientist, but he's also a very unconfident man. Um, and so you have this struggle within himself throughout the book of how can this man who has um, they're not character flaws, but just sort of like like all of us, you know, we're, we're all, none of us are perfect. And and we investigate during the book his his character traits and realise that, you know, he does lack confidence. And um, whilst he's brilliant at what he does, it's a question of how he can overcome his inner struggle. 
revelation into the public domain. So that 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 I find mm. fascinating. And of course, in relation to your question, that that makes you start to think of the sort of actors and actresses for Linda as well, who's quite a strong woman in it, who can imbue that kind of uh, uh, so they're not your standard heroes. They're not your your um, you know action packed uh, uh, you know gung ho type type heroes. Not at all. They're they're people who are vulnerable. There are people who are just like you and me and everybody else. They're 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 not. They're, they're people who. Um, are put in an incredible situation and and so you can empathize with them and identify with them and and think gosh how are they how are they going to get out of this so in terms of if you were to cast it you would be looking for people who could do that there is one character in the book who i will openly <laughs> openly say i did did sort of have somebody in mind when i when i wrote i want to i just want that, to ask you <laughs> that, that, that was the, the the president of the united states who oh. is a black woman and a, a really wonderful very uh, aware um a really good character and at the time i started writing it not as a uh, as playing the part, but I obviously had Michelle Obama slightly in mind in terms of as the role model for for who based the president on. But uh, so it would need a, a, a an actress who who could uh, uh, who could carry that off and carry that sort of strength of character um, and moral uprightness, if you like. Um, yes. Wanted to have in the character so. Each character is different, and there's a character in the book called Jason who is a, a wonderful, humorous character. And you do have sort of ideas of who you might want to play uh, a character like that. But I think I would, I would, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to set that out right. Uh, you're playing your <laughs> cards closed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. What do you need in your writing space to help you stay focused? Um, Beyond the bar, yeah. Yeah, I, I obviously, <laughs> I, I work best in silence. Um, I know some people like to write with music in the background or something like that. I yeah, don't, I don't want to ask. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I love music so much that all I'll do is start listening to the music. <laughs> so, so that's not How about classics? <laughs> How about so, classics? Like, yeah, say, music and uh, and I love hard rock and all sorts of things. I, I, I very wide taste. <laughs> Um, but no, so I don't have, I like silence or as, as, as silent as it can be. And, uh, and then I can be alone with my thoughts and really let things, let things happen. Um, and in a sense, it's, it's a bit like when I go into meditation, I, I need that silence. Um, although actually when I do meditate, I do tend to play a bit of quiet, uh, meditative music in the background, but but generally for writing now, I like total silence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you taken any risks in your writing that have paid off? 
I, I would say revelation is a risk because it's a completely different, I mean, a lot of people who are reacting to it have recognized that it's a very different genre. Some people are calling it a spiritual thriller because it's, it's kind of breaking new ground. Um, there aren't, to my knowledge, many books out there that could claim to be spiritual thrillers and particularly that have been written from the point of not only studied philosophy, uh, developed as a spiritual medium who takes an interest in religions, in science, and brings it all together in a thriller uh, and wraps it up. So yes, it was a risk to write something like that and put it out there in the public domain and say, look, this is this is me, because it is in a sense, it's, it's my life studies, uh, but in a thriller format. Um, it's a novel. It's not a, a, a factual book. It's very much fiction. But the all the uh, science in it, all the uh, uh, spirituality within it, all the philosophy within it, etc., is absolutely factual. And that's what makes it, I think, quite interesting. So it's a kind of risk because it's breaking new ground. It's going out, doing something very different and um, putting a, a, a point of view that some people will love, some people won't love. Uh, and you just accept that and say, OK, uh, I hope you enjoy it as a thriller. Uh, it's up to you what you make of it. Um, you don't have to go into any great depth in it. If you do and you find more to it than just the, the thriller aspect to it, then that's wonderful. And uh, I hope many people will. Yeah, beautiful. I just wanted to lastly just um, would like you to share with our listeners where they can find your book and how they can reach out to you if they want to uh, yeah. get in touch. Uh, yes. Uh, well, uh, my book is available is the main one i think it's on i believe um, it's on kindle uh i think you can go on some of the i don't know what bookstores you have in the us for example but we have you can buy it online at waterstones or uh, go direct to the thought milner uh cranthorpemilner.com and uh you can buy Obviously, Amazon is probably the. I think they they account for something like seventy percent of worldwide sales now, don't they? It's extraordinary. Um, but uh, those who prefer to buy direct from the publisher can do it, or, or go online. And myself, I'm on Instagram, um, so you could probably find me there. Um, and uh, yeah. Nice along with this people. podcast, yes, along with this podcast, I'll ensure that uh, we have your links shared so listeners can uh, get to read your book or find you wherever you are. Well, and <laughs> yeah, yes. it's been lovely talking to you and with a wonderful interview with you. Thank you for sharing your time and your views. Well, it's um, been really a great pleasure, Jenny, and lovely talking. You are listening to Jimmy Clark at Awakened Souls on Spotify.